Hey everybody, it's Buko Boys, episode 30. Coming at ya, I'm DVO. And I'm Dale. Welcome back, guys. So, today we have a uh, another official, another treat. Yep, we have some treats for you guys. An official sponsor for the episode today, Veth's Jerky. You can contact him at www.vethsbeefjerky.com or you can find him at uh, Facebook, Instagram, and... Uh, or vethsbeefjerky at gmail.com. Hey, spell Veth. V-E-T-H-S. All right. Thanks, Veth. I mean, I love jerky, so I'm excited to try yep. some. And you have not tried this jerky before. I have not. I've tried this jerky when it was first made before he, he blew up. He's gotten pretty big now. And uh, I'm excited to try the new uh, the new flavors he has and the new little uh, thing changes he's made to the recipe. But it all looks really good. Yes, but first... You jumped the gun here, because we're going to talk about kava a little bit first. <laughs> Let's talk about the sponsor today. So, um, in Hawaii, we went to, we haven't talked about this yet, but we went to a food truck, like, village. I think we mentioned it. And this place was awesome, because they had, it's like out of nowhere on the side of the road. And there's all these food trucks and vendors selling items. Up by the North Shore. And it was it was pretty cool. And one of the places we went to was a little off the path, and it was a little kava bar, more like a kava shack, I should say. And uh, we had, we were serenaded. Yes, we had this, they had this guy. His name was Kalani, and he was performing live. And he had a little guitar hooked up to an amp. He was just playing all sorts of songs, and he was he was awesome. This guy was awesome. Was he doing La Bamba? Once he found out that my wife was from Mexico, he did. Yes, I think he was singing that when we walked up. When you walked up, we were oh, already okay, there right. before you. And he he started singing that once 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 we mentioned that, and uh, he was singing all sorts of songs, and he was awesome. He he was, he was so charismatic. So uh, that place was awesome. And while we were there, we got some kava. Me and you did. Because mm-hmm. no one else in our family has tried it before, and uh, they were not expecting what they got. So, <laughs> so a little history for you guys that don't know about kava. Kava is a is a root in the Pacific Islands, and it's kind of like a it's more like a shrub, right? It's more like a shrub bush, and then they take the root and they pound it and powder it, and when when you drink it. And it's, it's kind of like a muscle relaxer. Well, agree? it's just like a relaxant in general. Just makes you feel relaxed all around. Yeah. And um, it, it's, it's very popular. And the reason myself that I'm getting into it is because, like I've mentioned before, I have, I have back problems. I have back issues. And I, I get into pain sometimes. And I really want to avoid any type of chemical like, like drugs or even like too much alcohol. So I've been kind of leaning towards kava lately. It's just kind of like my muscle relaxer kind of helped me, and it just kind of puts me in a good mood, too. And so we bought some while we were there, and this is a melon flavor because if you haven't had it before, kava tastes like mud water. Yeah, it's a little muddy, and then it has this uh, distinct flavor that stays with, with, like, you continually taste it throughout the rest of the day, the rest of the night. How, how do you, I, don't, I actually don't mind it. How about you? It's not... I think it tastes just like mud water, really, but it's not <laughs> It's not anything I need to have a chaser for. I know a lot of the guys, when they, yes. when they mix, they, they bring sodas or other things to chase it with just to get that, that natural, earthy flavor out of your uh-huh. mouth. I get it. I, I, you know, it's not like the best flavor. <laughs> right. But it's also not terrible. I mean, being used to taking shots, <laughs> like needing a chaser for a shot... 
That's yeah. I need a chaser for that, but for, and you know, not even all the time. But for Kava, nah. Yeah, I I I like it. I don't mind it at all. But I thought it'd be fun to get like a melon flavor just to just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, it's, it's very popular. In fact, me and you, we just did a kava mix not too long ago with some some friends that invited us down. Yeah, my buddy Cooley invited us to the uh, kava bar in West Valley. We went down there with him and his buddies. And we That's an awesome joint. It I is love pretty that dope. spot. Yeah, Leo owns it out there in West Valley, just off of Redwood Road, and I don't even know, but yeah, out in West Valley, and it's like twenty eight. Yeah, about that. 60, Sounds about right. 30. And you know, kava is, is is traditionally is like I said, it's a grounded root. And you put it, most people put it in a nylon. That's as, the easiest way. That's the easiest way is like the mesh to kind of soak it in water. You just kind of constantly soak it. I want to give a shout out to Zach Carter. He's the first one that had me try kava for the first time years ago. And and uh, and what they do, they serve it like in this huge bowl. And then you drink out of little coconut shells. I want to say the first mix I went to was about nine or ten, about Maybe eight or nine years ago, my buddy Papa Lomu took me. Yeah. We mixed, and that, that was a good night, fun night. It's, it's fun because they just sit around, a bunch of people sitting around just and bullshit. talking, talking shit and make fun of each other. People are singing. Uh, I know in this last session we did, we were talking ghost stories uh, with some of the guys there. We, we really had a good time. It was a good time. So thanks for inviting us out, guys. And, and shout out to uh, the Kava Bar, Royal Kava Bar out in West Valley. Uh, but this one, what we do, we're gonna do it on this show. We did a little different. What we're doing is we ordered this alu ball, so you can okay. put the kava inside of it. Yeah. So this is a simple way. It's kind of like uh, a tea diffuser. Kava to go, kava on the go. Think, think blender bottle for protein shakes, right? You have the blender bottle and you have the whisk, and it mixes up the water or whatever and, and the protein. Same thing, right? Same thing. So it Same. looks like, like you said, Dale, it's, a, it's it looks like a diffuser little ball. And it's called the Alu Ball, A-L-U. And then they have an Alu bottle that you can do it with. We actually just have blender bottles because yeah, uh, we have so same. many of them. <laughs> we just <laughs> use those. But you've already got one going there. And basically uh, what you do is you put a couple like couple tablespoons into this ball, drop it in the blender bottle, shake it up with some water. And we're actually doing coconut water. Our friend Big Buddha gave us this suggestion, use coconut water. Uh, so we're kind of doing a little different. We got our we got our coconut shell here. So Dale's pouring it out. Got, you should turn this, I think. Oh yeah, that looks cool. Mm-hmm. All right, cheers, Bula. That tastes pretty damn good. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because okay, you had my, I had I had the melon kava there. You had what flavor did you have? Lychee. You had lychee. Um, and it's usually served room temperature. Mm-hmm. This one we use cold coconut water. So damn good. Oh my god. <laughs> Give me another. I need another. That's <laughs> so good. Up. Holy shit. That's so, so good. I've never had kava this good before. Wow. And when I had it with water, it was okay. I mean, it was, you know, it's it's mud water. <laughs> yeah. But it's still pretty good. Coconut I'm gonna, water. I'm going to put coconut has some a together. natural sweetness to it already. The what does? The coconut, coconut water. water. Yeah. And then this melon flavor kava. Holy shit, that was delicious. And then uh, just you just kind of thread this ball together. So Derek's doing it live right now. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. Drop it in. Coconut water, because we don't mess around with that. Yeah, Big Buddha. Shout out to Big Buddha. That is an awesome suggestion. I'm so glad he brought that up. So does that sound cool on the mic? <laughs> Sounds refreshing. 
Did you use the whole can? I used a can and a half. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Did you only bring one can out? Yeah, I only brought one can out. Oh. That's all right. And then you just kind of close it up and just shake it for like 30 seconds to a minute. So I'll just do this on the side. Um, but man, this uh, flavor is cheers again. I've never it had, I've never really seen flavored kava like that came packaged flavored. It's usually just oh my gosh root flavored. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And so hey, you can just hear I'm just kind of shaking it up. Is there more in that bottle? Yeah, All right. there's more. We're gonna be sipping on this during the episode, I think. But anyway, yeah, kava's good. Like a good, a good, it's a good relaxer. Even if you just want to go to bed, having a hard time go to bed, maybe try some kava. So I was looking online. They have like different kava strains. There's like. You know, depending on where it was made, uh, where it was grown, uh-huh. depends on the price. And then there's like, yeah, uh, like Fiji, Waka, Tonga, all these different strains of kava. Yeah. And some of them, you know, the price a little different. Some are stronger than others. And I would say the, the, the places nowadays that they're most common to get it from come from Fiji, Tonga, or Hawaii. Those are the most common places that you're going to get it nowadays. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally recommend if you if you don't want to, you know, you're worried about op- opioids or something else, maybe try maybe try some kava out. See what you think about it. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I've been seeing Big Buddha's been doing is he's been mixing his kava with CBD water. Genius idea. Interesting. So he's been doing coconut water and CBD water. Yeah, well, I know, you know, for me, you you actually helped me make some lotion. Yeah, I gave you some um, well, CBD. You, you didn't help me. You made it. You made a lotion for me with with CBD and, and oils uh, to put on my back as well for my aches and pains. And you've been using it on yourself. Sounds like you've, you're liking it. Oh, yeah. I just use it. I had some tennis elbow flare up today. Put it on my elbow. And it usually CBD stuff takes, you know, takes a little bit of time. But this thing, you know, it took a little bit of time to, to penetrate and get that pain out of my elbow. But it, it worked. Nice. Speaking of tennis elbow, we're going to be going looking at some pickleball and racquetball rackets soon. Oh, hell yeah. Right after the show, we're going to go look for some rackets. We, we're like, we got to keep our tan going from Hawaii, so we're going to play some pickleball. And you know, tennis just looks like a lot of running. It looks like a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of grunting. Well, let's take that court, cut it in half. Yeah. Pickleball. In pickleball. <laughs> yeah. We're going, to, we're going to try it out. We haven't played it before, so we're going to try it out. Yeah, we're newbies to it. But this... Oh, man, this is really good. Let's do it. Should we do another little bit? Okay, let's do one. Before we get into the jerky. Okay, sounds good. Now we're going to bring into the jerky, but first we need another little bowl of some kava. Damn, we just killed that one. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's so good. Oh, man, I like that. Okay, so <clears throat> now let's get into the jerky. Oh, yeah. So this is Veth's mind-blowing jerky. Crave the crunch. Yeah. So these these are a little different. These are beef chips. I like that. Because I I can definitely tell they're thinner. They're thinner and they're crunchy. Yeah. I'll hold it up to the camera if you're watching on YouTube. But yeah, they're pretty thin. And again, what's the website again? So it is www.vethsbeefjerky.com. Nice. That's V-E-T-H-S beefjerky.com. All right, so we're going to go, uh, the first, we got seven flavors here. Yep, so what we'll do is the uh, original flavor is a mild, medium, and hot. There's three different kinds there. So what we'll, what them, we'll right? do is, yeah, we'll, we'll go, before we mention anything, what we should do is we'll eat mild, we'll eat medium, and we'll eat hot all okay. in a row before we say anything, and then we'll talk about the heat difference. Okay. And then kind of where your head's at after experiencing this. 
All right. Different type of jerky. Okay. All right. Ready? Do it. Let's yep. do it. This is mild. Nice. Now we're gonna go to medium. Medium. You can hear that crunch. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can feel it ramping up in the heat. Now let's go for hot. So the hot has like a little glaze to it, I think. From oh yeah, that hot definitely picked up the heat big time. Yeah, I'm okay. Maybe I just got more peppers on mine, but damn, well, that was. Let me ask spicy. you, how's your how's your heat tolerance? I'd say my heat tolerance is fair. It's okay. not high. It's not low. It's right in the medium range. My heat tolerance is pretty high. I love spicy food, so for me, I have a little tingle on my tongue. Yep. You might be. I, my the whole back of my tongue's on fire, and I got <laughs> a little, your face turned a little red. I got a little drip starting in my nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your face turned a little red when I looked at you. <laughs> But damn, that's good, right? It's, it is good. They were all good. For, how, did, how did that feel, that crunch? The crunch is cool, you know? It's being like, that it's meat. Here, here's here's the problem with me, because it's like a chip, right? I'm going to like go through a bag quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'll go through a bag real quick. So I bought like 10 of these bags when we went um, to San Diego for my wedding. Uh huh. I don't think they all 10 bags lasted more than two days. Okay. <laughs> I remember looking for him going, where the hell did all my bags of jerky go? <laughs> I didn't get any. I took them to the beach. Mm-hmm. So now let's move on to the black pepper. All right. So we got some black pepper one. Okay. Now I got, I got the black pepper now. Okay. Damn. I really like it. I think I like that better than the original flavor. Yeah. It's like a little smoky and then peppery. Yeah, that's good. That was way good. Okay, let's go for the roasted garlic. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I have a feeling this is going to be my new favorite. <laughs> I love garlic. Still waiting for it. So the garlic flavor kicks in at the end. After I swallowed it, I started getting that garlic flavor. I did like it a lot. Yeah. I do think black pepper was a little better. I, I agree. I agree. So let's go to the lemongrass. These two next ones I'm excited about as well. So this is, yeah, lemongrass. It'll help cool the heat down, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, very mellow. Very mellow flavor. Like, if you're not into a lot of... Uh, because a lot of these have like, you know, that that glaze, that spice, you know, a lot of flavors on your tongue. Uh-huh. And, you know, saltiness. This lemongrass isn't very salty and it's very, very mellow. You get a lot of the beef flavor. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I mostly taste just like the beef itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's mellow. If you're not into a lot of that, those sharp, like, salty notes, uh-huh. then this would be perfect. All right, here goes the last one. The honey glaze sriracha. Ooh, turning that, the heat back up. Oh, I yeah. can see the glaze on it, too. Oh, I know, right? Ready for that? Yeah. I can taste the glaze right away. Mm-hmm. So it's that honey glaze. You definitely get, like, the stickiness mm. on your teeth feel that. Ooh, that's good. That's way good. That one's really good. You know what that would be awesome? I'm going to dump honey glaze sriracha, the roasted garlic, and the black pepper all in a bag and just mix it all up and just... 
Go to oh, town on okay. them. Okay. All right. Time for some more cub, I think. Okay. After so think goes. Black pepper is my favorite, followed by the honey glazed sriracha, followed by the roasted garlic, and then the original, and then lemongrass. Lemongrass is my least favorite, but it is still really good. Yeah, I would agree. It's my least favorite. Honey glazed sriracha is my favorite. And then probably second, I'd go with the black pepper. That was pretty good. And I like the hot. For me, it wasn't that bad. So for me, I like the hot. All right, Buddha. Oh, that's some good cover. Hell yeah, it was. <laughs> All right. Well, let me finish this last piece here. Oh, the honey glaze? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's really good. Hey, Vets, man, that's some good jerky. It is I like really it. Good it's job. like jerky chips. They're so good. And if uh, if you guys want to go ahead and order, try this for yourself. Go to the website I told you, the Veths Jerky Beef Jerky VethsBeefJerky.com, and for a fifteen percent off, put in all caps, friends and fifteen family, all one word, the number fifteen, friends and fifteen family. That'll give you fifteen percent off. off. Tell them Buko Boy sent you. Yeah, thanks, Veth. This was a. Uh, very, very delicious. I'm glad I ended one of that honey glaze. Sriracha. Uh, I didn't, did you find it too spicy? I didn't. I didn't think it was that, that, that was spicy. It had a kick to it for sure, but it wasn't that spicy. That was good. That last, so I ended with a lemongrass. There was a, I think there was a, some heat on that one. Yeah, a little sweat coming down. Yeah, I think it was from that. <laughs> I think it got me a little, I think there was a pepper seed on that. Gave me a little, uh. Bit of a run down my nose. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all delicious, though. Those oh, were good all stuff. good. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait till the show's over. I'm going to go to town on the next. I know. <laughs> huh? We'll go get our pickleball stuff. <laughs> so definitely, everybody, go try it. This shit's mom. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about a movie you just saw over the weekend, and I didn't really want to see it. Um, you watched it. Tell us what it was and what'd you think? All right. Jordan Peele's new movie, Us. Just came out, started, you know, breaking records at the box office. I don't know if anybody else had seen Get Out. If you have, then you know this movie was going to be pretty similar. Okay. I was not a fan of Get Out. I didn't like it. Did you watch that one too? I did. I didn't watch that one. That also didn't look interesting to me. I watched it. It had a weird concept, but it wasn't that great. So going into this Us movie, I didn't have high hopes. And it pretty much did didn't make it. Didn't didn't cut it for <laughs> didn't me. Didn't cut it for you. It was so predictable. Yeah. Very predictable. Anytime some shit was going on, I mean I called the end of the movie at the beginning of the movie. Okay. The very first opening things that it showed in the movie, and then it fast forwards to the present, and I'm oh, like, gotcha. I already know what happened. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, Yeah, I already knew this shit. And then during the movie, a lot of the things that were happening, also predictable. Everything was like cliche and just so, just just boring. And I felt dumb just watching it. <laughs> and and then, I don't know, all these people like, oh, it's so, there's so, it's such a deep meaning to it and this, that, and the other. Because there's this whole group of mirrored ver- versions of ourselves living in these underground tunnels. How stupid, just stupid. All I, stupid. I, I, I saw a review on it, and I heard about it, and I said, I'm so glad I didn't spend $10 and watch that movie and two hours of my life. 
and I mean, there's supposed to be, you know, some deep meanings behind what it's supposed to mean. But if you're going to put it in a movie, at least make it a good one. You know, (laughs) this is just a stupid ass movie with a stupid ass secret meaning behind some dumb shit that wasted my two hours. And I and I didn't even get a luxury seat, damn it. All the luxury seats were taken in that theater. So I had to sit like a peasant with my feet (laughs) on the ground. So you're giving that a thumbs down, I assume. Hated it. Hated it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I didn't watch that movie. Yeah. Waste (laughs) of time. All right, so um, I want to talk about another appointment I went on. So if you guys remember an episode where I talked about, I went to this appointment in Tooele, and the lady, the owner, was telling me about that she had something creepy under her stairs. And she showed me, and it was a crawl space. Remember this? Yeah, I remember that. So there was a crawl space. If you guys, oh, I should have looked up what episode to bring it, remind you guys, but... um, but check it out. I mean, hopefully you guys remember from a past episode. In that crawl space, it was like dug out deeper. There were some Legos scattered. There was a rug. It looked like in the corner, like an outlet or camera or something. I think it was an outlet. You you brought that one up. I actually, after looking at that a little bit more, I was able to kind of. I think I figured out what that was all about. What? Off to the left side. If you're looking into that crawl space, picture. okay. And you see that little pit dug out. Yeah. Off to the left, there's a uh, cylinder, or uh, what are those called? Those block walls. Yeah. Those cement block walls. And that there's a section that was redone. Okay. And it looks like that pit was dug out so someone could stand there and Work finish that wall. Yeah. And that thing in the corner was a light so they could see what they were doing. Yeah. I think I figured it out. But our friend Brandy, who can see spirits, was able to see that there was a spirit in that crawl space just yeah. hanging out. Now, it doesn't mean anything happened. They could just be like, hey, this is a c- c- nice, quiet spot for me to hang out in. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean anything really happened in there. But nonetheless, creepy. Right. High creep factor for sure. Right. Now, I go to an appointment, shit you not, on the same street two blocks down. Probably six houses away from each other. Okay. Maybe less. And I'm on another appointment there. And we're talking. So I have to bring it up. We're done. We're done with the appointment. I just say, so, he was a truck driver. And I just said, hey, because truck drivers see some weird shit, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I asked him if he's seen anything. And uh, he actually told me no. He's never really seen anything, just seen a lot of accidents. Um, But I was like, okay. I I, I said, I was just curious because I know a lot of truck drivers because they're out on the road. Like, he was actually leaving I left his house maybe around 4 p.m., 4 or 5 p.m., and he actually had to get on the road at 2 in the morning. So, so you know, he, he when they drive at night, it makes me wonder, do you see UFOs? Do you see Bigfoot? Do you see Chupacabra? I don't know. And he says, no, I, he said, I haven't seen anything paranormal, but my wife has in this house. And I said, please elaborate. <laughs> so he tells me that his wife has seen a man standing in the living room and then disappears. So they find out that the previous owner died in the bathroom and wasn't found for, like, days later. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. That's the worst. So he dies in the bathroom, gets found days later. So you think his body was oozing at that time? Slippage, maybe? Skin slippage? (laughs) (laughs) Or those bursts where their skin bursts open and spills everything out? I don't know. So... So he told me that they did some remodel on the bathroom, 
And he definitely was making his presence known when they were doing that. So like a lot of noise, a lot of things were happening. And I said, does it bother you? Because I, I was thinking, because I can come investigate if you want. <laughs> and he said, no, it doesn't bother me. He goes, just sometimes I get scared in the middle of the night when you hear a loud bang next to you. Because that gets pretty scary. And, and then he said, uh, another time in the middle of the night, he's heard his uh, mom that passed say his name. So, uh, so yeah, that's just, that's just interesting, you know, funny, creepy, scary story. That is, yeah, pretty nuts. That that whole neighborhood, like the whole city of Tooele, the whole city of Grantsville, Magna, they're all a bunch of creepy little towns. They are because they're old too. A lot of things happen in those towns, and they are they're all kind of creepy. So speaking of Magna. We were there. Let's pour another. You keep going. I'm going to pour another cup. We were there over the weekend. There was a uh, residential investigation that we went to that we were part of for our team. And yeah, of course, it was in Magna. Creepy house. I could tell right away when we pulled up. You know, there was this room that I could feel the energy from. I could tell right away there was a male spirit in there. Um, Brandy and Tim came along on this investigation. And I first thing I asked Brandy when we pulled up that room right there male spirit and she goes yep <laughs> and she, she goes but that's not the only one i was like what she goes yeah there's a little girl in the front window staring at us right now <laughs> i was like oh shit here we go yeah we as soon as we walked in uh lady was telling us stories they that uh the dogs will be barking at nothing really um they hear footsteps they see shadows darting across the floor uh what else were some of the things they were seeing light orbs yeah, they were seeing um, light anomalies that were visible with their eyes that would, you know, sh- come at them or whatever. And they would try to capture it on videos, but their videos were just all dust. Yeah, because I was snapping pictures, definitely see a lot of dust. Um, oh, and the wife, she also told me that one, one, uh, one morning she got up, went to, I believe, the bathroom or the kitchen, came back. Everything on her dresser was on the floor. Yeah. And she asked her husband, why did you do that? And he's laying in bed like, I didn't do anything. And I asked her, I said, did you even hear anything? She said, no. Like she was a minute, maybe two minutes and came back and everything's on the floor from the dresser. Now, I video recorded her dresser to ask, hey, move something. It was pretty cluttered. You know, no disrespect. It was pretty cluttered. So that's a lot of stuff to move in a quick time without making any noise. Just saying. Right. And it's uh, I know that time works differently for spirits but you know when you hear stories about that when people are like say they're in their kitchen and they turn around and all their furniture's upside down or on their table like that happens in a matter of a second true so for them moving all that stuff down i i what's crazy is i would love to see that shit on video when that shit oh happens oh my gosh it'd be so awesome uh-huh it'd be so awesome so we found out um from our medium brandy again that there was three spirits in the house yeah, so that little girl, that one in that upstairs bedroom, that master bedroom, the one that moved everything off the nightstand, and then there was another one in the basement. Now, now the, the, the one that was up in that bedroom, they have a good story, but let's talk about the one in the basement, because you went down there, Yeah, you were so, trying to investigate that one. Tell us about that one, or, or what it was, who it was. So that one, I don't know who that one was. It was a, our team calls him a type two, which is just an asshole. So it was just a, an asshole that was residing in there, not really connected to anyone or anything. It's kind of bu- bugging him, kind of. Yeah, just residing there. 
and kind of had that whole little basement to itself. But that basement was just giving off RF, or, and I'm sorry, not RF, EMFs. The uh, the EMF radiation in that room was pretty high. Think, yeah, because the basement spikes. Um, the basement had ceiling tile, and so that kind of lets exposure to the wires that run through. You know, exposes it more. Um, you know, and there's a lot of like unfinished walls and, and whatnot. But yeah, with my device going through there that reads EMFs, it was just hitting like crazy everywhere down there because there was just so much EMF radiation in that basement. But there were times where it just spiked by itself randomly, you know, where it wasn't really catching much and all of a sudden would start spiking. And uh, I was kind of running into that spirit in that basement here and there. I'd feel it in some parts. I'd go over there and it would be gone. So it was kind of like dodging you, you feel? It was. It was like going away from us. And then sometimes it would just feel like there's nothing down here in the basement at all. And the Ghost Meter Pro that usually picks up a lot of spirit activity wasn't picking up anything in the basement. And when it finally did, it was like I found it hiding behind the uh, water heater. And then finally gave me a reading there and I was starting to talk to it a little bit. And then it was gone. And then uh, another time, you guys had flushed the one from upstairs down to the basement. Yeah. And instantly, went, right before you guys walked downstairs, it lit up my device like it wanted to talk right away. And but you it didn't was, know. No, I didn't know. But right after I was uh, connecting to it, you guys came walking down the stairs and said that it's not upstairs anymore. We yeah. came down here. Yeah, so just just a random one. We kind of we, we got that one out. Uh, the little girl wanted to stay, and they were okay because she was just hanging out and liked the atmosphere. They had a couple teenagers there. Well, what uh, that one that was from upstairs that you guys flushed down, that so that spirit came into the house, that which was also an asshole spirit. Um, he was attached to a mask that the husband uh, that lives there had received as a gift from his ex-wife. That went to Africa. Yeah, she, so brought she it back. got it from Africa. And uh, yeah, there was a spirit attached to that that was residing in the house. It's funny because Brandy, our friend that's a medium, she said it, she referred to him as an aborigine. So it's yeah. kind of, which is kind of funny, um, but so I imagine that right. It's almost like almost like wearing just like a loincloth and a spear. <laughs> that kind of comes to my mind. Maybe and maybe a mask too. I mean, it wasn't a big enough mask to probably wear, but yeah, it was more of a for whatever one. reason it was attached to that one. And they brought it back from Africa, and uh, so Brandy had removed that attachment and made that spirit even more mad. Mm-hmm. But it felt like the one that, the spirit that was downstairs kept disappearing and going upstairs, but. Um, once we started saging the house, went through and started cleansing the house, um, yeah, all that, all that negativity, the, those spirits left with that, with us saging, and the little girl spirit that wanted to stay behind waited outside until we were done and then came back in, from what Brandy yeah, said. In- interesting. So let's talk about the aborigine that was upstairs, because that's where I went. And I went in with a with a gentleman named Mark, and that's the, the energy I could feel when we first pulled up. Yeah, because you felt in the bedroom, and and, and when you walk in the bedroom, uh, this this is older house, nineteen fifty, I believe they said it was yeah, built around nineteen fifties, and you know you walk in and it it was, it was it was dark. It was a very small bedroom, and we were getting a, as soon as I walked in, we had you know again we had the the K two meter that picks up electromagnetic fields. And right away, as soon as I walked in, it started spiking. And we put it down. We were trying to communicate. We did a couple EVP bursts. So that's where, you know, we have like the voice recorder and we're, we're, we're trying to talk and communicate. And usually, sometimes you can't hear voices with your human naked ear, but sometimes it'll pick up on these EV, on these record voice recorders. 
And we did a couple bursts. And when I say that, you know, we do like a 30 second or one minute recording, then hit stop and hit play and just kind of listen to it live. We didn't really get much. And Mark, he's, he turned on his uh, video recorder and started recording. We're kind of talking. And all of a sudden you see this orb kind of bounce around and come at him. Now, usually dust, when you see dust orbs, they kind of follow one pattern. You know, they just kind of go in one direction, right? It's just kind of dust floating. Now, me and Dale both don't put a lot of validity behind orbs when people see them, right? right. We've talked about this, except for when we were in Eureka. And we talked about this on another episode, too, in Eureka, that I caught a picture of an orb that I saw fly up and then dart at me. Mm-hmm. And we were able to verify that that was a spirit through mediums. I've had two mediums look at that picture, and both of them said, yeah, that's a person. He does not want his picture taken. And... Uh, so when they when they have like patterns like a like a like they they look like they're moving in a certain direction, it, it makes you wonder. And so Mark caught a video of it kind of like bouncing and came at him, and uh, we you know he showed it to me right away. I said, "Wow, that looks that's interesting." And then that's when we noticed there was nothing there anymore. And then we found out it had went downstairs where you guys were. So it kind of came at us and went out the room. It's kind of what it did. However, before that was the most interesting thing I have ever seen investigating or looking into paranormal. There's been a couple things that I've, that I've heard and kind of seen and was like, wow, interesting. Definitely that orb in Eureka that we've talked about, that mm-hmm. was probably up there before this time. Because this was something I caught on video, right? Mm-hmm. I saw a light orb fly with my bare eyes. So Mark was standing at the foot of the bed. I was standing, again, this room's small, and they maybe had a queen-size bed, I think. So when you walk in the room, they had the dresser that everything moved off of, and then the bed, and there was like not much space between the bed and the wall on the other end. It was just, mm-hmm. it was, again, 1950s, so small bedroom. I'm kind of by the front door, or the door, and I'm at the corner of the bed. And I, you know, we're taking pictures, talking. I go to look at Mark and I see something. So I look at it and I see this orb between Mark and I, maybe a few inches off the bed. I see it fly in between us and then start going up and disappear. See, that's, that's awesome. With my bare eyes. Again, I've, I've had some interesting things happen. I, and I always chalk it up as interesting. The video that I took was probably one of the best, best evidence I've ever caught. This I didn't catch with my own, you know, my own evidence, but I saw with my bare eyes, a light. Now, again, we're in March. It's still cold. There's no bugs yet. And that room is dark. That room, yeah, that room is dark because we, we didn't turn any lights on. The only lights were like when we took a picture and there was a flash. It was pitch black in there. There's no bugs yet, right? There's no flies. There's no mosquitoes. It's March. It's cold. They haven't hatched. So were you saying, would you say that that was giving off its own light? Yes. So it was self-illuminating. It was self-illuminating because at that time we didn't have any light yet. We were just we were just using voice recorders in the dark. So the only light that there was, um, there wasn't any. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. There wasn't any. Yeah, and see, and the, you know, they call those light anomalies. Yeah, and that's pretty damn interesting. You saw it with your own eyes. It was yeah. giving off light with, what, within, with, like within a said, dark room. Like I said, it was it was a few inches off the bed. And it flew, I would say, like a good, I watched it fly like two to three feet. 
and then it went up towards the ceiling and disappeared. And that was wow. probably another two feet. So I watched it, and it, it happened quick. I just I, I looked over. I saw something, so I looked down, and I just watched it go and disappear. I'm getting goosebumps. You can see it. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Best evidence I've seen with my bare eyes. Now, again, do I, do I say, oh, it was a ghost? No, it was a light orb. I can't explain it. So if you can explain it, great. Shoot for it. But, again, Mark took a video after that. And he saw the light kind of bounce at him, and then it was gone out of the room. Right. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna post it on our social media, and I want to hear what you guys think it is. So again, Instagram or Facebook at Buco Boys. That's where you can find this, and let us know what you guys think. Please give us a follow and and watch out for that video. Yeah, that's it's pretty nuts, especially. Well, the video is you know lit up because of the flash. Yes, but still nuts you seeing it with your bare eyes in a dark room something giving off its own light and moving that's right. pretty interesting no i took a lot of pictures and i definitely could tell these are dust dust sometimes people think dust just kind of falls down no, no it doesn't it, it goes sideways it goes up yeah you walk into a room and you look at you know the, the light beams coming in yeah and you see dust flying in every direction oh yeah now we now me and mark in this room we weren't moving much we kind of just stayed in one spot like he stayed at the foot, I stayed at the corner of the bed, and we just we didn't really like it, it wasn't much room to move around anyway. But we kind of stayed in one place the whole time. So, so taking pictures, yeah, we still saw dust flying, but this one it like took a bounce, and usually dust stays in one path. It doesn't really move much. It just it just you know just going. So yeah, we're gonna share. It's pretty pretty interesting, pretty damn interesting. That is nuts. But the family, uh, they're happy. We got the two out. We we say like you you mentioned Dale you guys kind of saged uh, Tim he was been on our podcast before Tim's been on and talked about ghost stories he had some sage he lit up and kind of walked through the house and and then you came behind him with a cleansing spray mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so so that helps interesting Magnatuilla haunted yeah, shit is... and Midvale yeah Midvale too <laughs> that's an old mining town fun yeah fun stuff fun stuff so. Guess where I'll be going soon? You're going to Louisville. Yep. Waverly Hills. Waverly Hills. So next episode, we're going to be talking. When do you leave? When do you leave? So I leave on Tuesday. That, and the investigation next is week. Tuesday. Next week. Okay. And then I'll be home Wednesday. All right. Then we'll record right after and talk about it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll record yeah Thursday. And then we'll talk. We'll, we'll tell you a little bit of past, about the past of Waverly Hills. And then the experiences I had while I was there, it'll be fun. Yeah, what I want to do is I'm gonna a lot of a lot of like ghost shows have been to Waverly Hills. Yeah, it's like the the Disneyland of the paranormal. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very creepy and, and haunted, I guess you could say. So I want what I want to do is let's look up some some history. We'll talk about that next episode. Let's talk about some history of it. Let's talk about some of the interesting things we've seen that other quote-unquote ghost hunters have experienced on shows and then we'll compare it and talk about what you've noticed what you what you caught and what evidence you got okay yeah um i know there was an episode just recently at waverly hills with that uh that, that show kindred spirits oh okay and there are two investigators that broke off from the original ghost hunters um show ghost yeah that show. that show and i know that that group, the Ghost Hunters, had been there. Um, Ghost Adventures had been there. 
Yeah. Uh, what other shows are out there that have been there? There's there's been a lot. That that yeah. latest one though that I just mentioned with uh that Kindred Spirits show, they had Chip Coffee on there. Oh, our good friend Chip. <laughs> our buddy old sassy pants Chip. Yes. <laughs> but um I I kind of watched it briefly. I'm, I I want to rewatch it again and okay. pay attention this time. <laughs> but uh I'm going to watch that again. I'm going to probably do a little bit more looking into the history of of Waverly Hills. I know it was a tuberculosis hospital that just turned into a crazy hospital that turned into just everyone going to die. You going to go to Waverly Hills, you going to die. <laughs> Don't go die now. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear how that goes for you. That'll be fun. I'm excited. That's that's going to be pretty cool. It's gonna be, I wish I had more time to spend in Louisville, though, to kind of see more about the town. Our friend Cooley, who uh, took us to the Cava Bar with him, he was saying how when he, he actually served a mission in Louisville, and he said he witnessed somebody actually get um, possessed. Possessed, yes. Yeah. And he had to help, you know, get the demons out. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk? We can talk about it. We have a minute to talk about it. You remember that story? Um, I don't remember much about I it. Because he, he was, was sitting next to me. But what happened was he served his mission and someone called them. And it was a Chinese family. Yeah. And someone called them and said, hey, something's up with our, uh, I can't remember the relation, but a relative. Someone's thinking about a relative. So him and his companion go over there. And she's talking, and they're like, you know, what is she saying? They're like, I don't know. It's not Chinese. She was speaking another language. Um, he did say it did sound Oriental, though, because I kind of asked him, I go, did it sound Latin or Oriental? And he goes, it did sound Oriental, but not Chinese, not like what they spoke. And I don't know if they spoke Cantonese or Mandarin, but we'll just say Chinese for the sake. But he's, they were saying, no, she, <laughs> she's speaking another language that we don't know what she's saying. And then they had to, you know, kind of cleanse her and stuff like that. Right. So. And, you know, and I was saying that. I don't think it matters what religion you are to like get those bad spirits out of somebody or out of a place. It's just yeah. more of the intent that you put behind what it is you're doing. Yeah, and the energy out. Yeah, and the energy you put into it has to, you know, be involved in that, that you really want that. So, you know, I think, you know, whether you're LDS, Catholic, Hindu or or whatever religion you are, like it doesn't matter what it is, it, if those bad spirits are there, your energy and intent can get rid of that. My question is, can a Scientologist get it out? I think they're evil Stay spirits. tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of the Buko Boys. All right, guys. And don't forget, uh, vetsjerky.com, or sorry, vetsbeefjerky.com. And that discount code, again, I'll put it on the uh, the social media. Yeah. But that's, uh, what was it again? Friends and 15 family. Yeah, friends and 15, the number 15 family. All right, guys. Take care. All right, peace. Bye.